0: instead they got heroes did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity they may help or may not help you at all depends on what's in it for them they kick and they punch and they ball and they smash they lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash succeed or fail it to the tell. dungeons and debacles starts now
1: hello everybody out there in streamland welcome to the dungeons and debacles podcast I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin. Going around the table, Blake.
2: Hi, I'm Blake, and I'll be playing Juliet, the Eldritch Knight, slash wizard,
3: Dragonborn. And Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Talia, the human rogue.
1: And John. I'm playing Lunadas, Calvin Monk, sexy bitch. And Shane.
4: That's me playing Alexander, the human bard.
5: And Anna. Hi, I'm Anna. I'll be
6: playing Vicala, the Paladin Drow. Drowadin.
5: Dral- <laughs> <What? laughs> Drowadin. All right.
1: So, <laughs> so last time yes, so. on uh, Dungeons & Debacles podcast, um, you guys had descended deeper into the Fane Shrine here, looking for the Boots of Fadel. Um, you descended the stairs, and um, you got a... Greeting from uh, Elysian Silverbow. Uh, after uh, Alexander quit being a little shit and playing his bagpipes, um, <laughs> a fight ensued. Um, because of the bagpipes, let's be clear. Yeah, it was because of the bagpipes. Um, and Elysian was basically uh, taken out of this fight um, by Vic. Uh, by that clutch whole person spell or not Elysian, Galandra was uh, her name, Elysia was uh, the the name of the uh, savior but uh, anyway so Vic basically took her out of this battle with this uh, whole person spell Um, you were able to uh, dispatch the other elven archers that were in the room and uh, Vic landed the killing blow by basically cutting Galandra off at the uh, the feet above the boots and then stabbing her in the chest. So uh, that's basically where you find yourselves now. Yeah. Uh, cue the uh, Zelda level up music. So you are down in the bottom of this uh, fey shrine. Um, Galandra is here bleeding out from the, uh, the legs and the chest all over the floor uh, now you get some time to look around and um, you're basically seeing like these accusing looks from all these uh, statues around the room that are about 15 feet tall depicting uh, various elven heroes throughout the ages uh, basically uh, looking down on you and giving you the stink eye at least that's the way it feels after this battle
6: I don't feel that way. <laughs> Juliet <don't> is going <laughs> to wipe the
2: blood off of uh, her armor after checking one of these guys. Uh, that's kind of been a bloody mess. And uh, ask the party, Is everyone okay? Did we uh, have any problems? That was pretty easy to me.
5: Mm, I could use some dry cleaning. <laughs> Personally.
1: Yeah, you don't want to wash full plate. In the uh, washer and dryer, even on delicate. Oh bed. yeah,
5: like um, voice in the sky said, it's not good for your washing machine, kids. <laughs> <Can you> imagine clank, <laughs> clank, 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 clank. Your mom comes home and you're like, run go <laughs> sounds like a run to hide it in your bedroom.
6: All right, let's take a uh, short rest. Let's uh, desecrate this temple a little bit. Let's uh, leave. Galandra, or whatever her name is, in a sarcastic pose to insult whoever comes looking for her, and then let's leave. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we um, take a longer rest
2: since we're kind of safe here? I doubt anyone's going to dance their way across.
3: Um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna, just gonna take a drink. drink? I'm gonna take a drink from my uh, the water skin that I filled with water from the fountain upstairs okay d- d- does it does it do anything or once it's gone from the fountain it's it's no longer
1: um, you take a drink and it just tastes like cool water um, you don't Oh, sad any... face <laughs> it was you, worth the effort you don't feel any of the, the effects that you previously had with the, the refreshment and vigor.
5: I mean, it's still refreshing. It's cold water, but you know.
6: Uh, t- oh, yeah.
5: We don't need
3: to take the, a long rest water skin. Or We have
6: the fountain. We have the fountain yeah. Yeah. right upstairs. Forgot about that. Talia's going to look at
3: the water skin with disappointment and go, oh man, this could have been filled oh. with something else.
5: <laughs> Some boobs for kids.
3: She has gained a taste for wine, like good wine, much to Juliet's chagrin. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, probably Juliet's 4 mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Nifron uh, you know, is uh, wiping the sweat from his brow and you're going to see him um, walk over to uh, Talia and sit down and he's going to pull out one of those fine bottles of wine and uncork it and take a long swig and hand it to Talia
3: Talia will also uh, take a long swig and pass it back
2: on? Yes. we are on thin fucking ice here. Wow. (laughs) Why? Because she's a child. That isn't a drink for a child. She's not a child. Talia, how old are you?
3: Um, 12? I I think that the point he's trying to make is that I've gone through far more than most children my age have
1: he's gonna, without taking his eyes off you Juliet, hand the bottle back to uh, Talia she's old enough (laughs) to make her own decisions
5: I mean, I used to drink wine at the age of four so, you know it's all we had on the ground we didn't have water you know
2: that explains a lot Um, excuse me (laughs) (laughs) nothing, nothing (laughs) (laughs) that's what I thought Nifron's
1: always also gonna say, well the things way things are going now, she's probably in her golden years anyway. Wow. No nope, my plan time, is Nifron. to
3: live forever.
6: Or die trying?
3: Basically, yeah, that's the goal.
6: Okay, well let's check
2: all these bodies. Um we'll pick up any useful equipment, we'll take a rest, and if we don't you even need so, to take a rest sorry, rest the fountain. Um, okay, we can use that instead. I was going to say, if you want to, during the rest, you can draw mustaches on the statue or whatever strikes your fancy.
6: <laughs> I just want <laughs> also to Also, there's a nice uh, pedestal here. Uh, yeah, just want to leave Galandra up there with her not feet popped up and resting nonchalantly without her feet. Footloose, fancy free.
1: Nifron's going to take uh, a few more long swigs. And then say, before we go, I have to do something. And then he's going to walk up to the statue of uh, Corellon in the bottom of the hall here. And uh, you see him, uh, like, unbuckle his pants and then start pissing on this statue.
5: That's vile. I don't care if you don't like the man or God or whatever. But that's still vile, Knife run. Also shows uh, a lack of creativity.
1: As he's uh, urinating, he's gonna, after you say that, Vic, he's gonna turn his head and uh, kind of give you this scoffing look and say, and you call yourself a drow.
5: <laughs> I mean, you know, we have a better
2: class, I guess,
5: compared to you.
2: <laughs> I agree with Vic here, but it looks like you're already started what you're doing, so go ahead, I guess. Uh, he's gonna shake off and do his <laughs> belt back,
1: and uh, he's gonna start walking around the room and looking at these statues and and scoffing one by one.
5: That's so weird. They're statues. Like, uh, oh, sc- sorry. Go ahead. Scoff. Just go around.
1: (laughs) He's going to say, I actually knew these people.
5: Huh. Doesn't that make it a bit weirder, being on a statue of someone you used to know? (laughs) I outlived them by far. (laughs) For us. Oh, Oh, I agree with you. That is true. (laughs) Uh Humorous.
2: There is this like pedestal or something down towards the bottom. Is there anything Juliet is going to inspect that? What does it look like? What's up with that? Is that just like a
1: pedestal? Can you ping where you're talking about? Can you ping uh, where it you're talking about? To, it appears to be um, some sort of altar. Okay. Um, there's some writing on it. Uh, it appears to be made of uh, marble and it rises probably about three feet off the ground.
2: Okay. Uh, Juliet is going to cast Comprehend Languages as a ritual, and read the pedestal, what it says. Or what an altar, altar, right?
1: Uh, Yes. So you cast a spell, and you read it, and it says something to the effect of in the memory of Elysian Silverbolt, um, Servant of Corellin And as you're looking at it It seems to be like a, a Place here um, That's probably about a foot by a foot In diameter Like an indention And you get the feeling this was probably Where the boots were displayed at some point Gotcha, okay
2: Does anybody else want to Do anything? Um,
3: Tali that wants to check the bodies and, and see if there's any gold Or anything interesting she can get from them
2: Okay,
1: give me an investigation check
3: Sixteen
1: Alright, uh, so with that sixteen um, Are you Searching all the bodies Some of the, like which bodies are you searching?
3: Um The uh, Glen, yeah, the silver bow lady Um, and then any I, I don't know where the other guards Fell, but any that are within like a Twenty yard radius of where I'm at Right now, basically
1: Okay, so on Galandra, um, you start searching her, and she's wearing like this this green and silver uh, like tunic. And you know, as you're searching around, you move the tunic around, and she has a shirt on underneath. But you're feeling something that's kind of like, like crunchy and like link-like. And you pull her shirt away, and you are going to find this finely woven, like silver metal, um, chain shirt on underneath.
3: I'll I'll strip that off of her. She has no dignity now.
1: <laughs> wow. Um, also, on her, you are going to um, well find that bow um, where uh, she was disarmed on the ground. Uh, it is. Finally-
6: disfooted.
1: sorry disfooted disfooted <laughs> um <laughs> so this this bow is made of out of uh, what appears to be like this whitish petrified wood and it has this fine ornate like uh engraving uh, relief of like vines and trees all along its uh length uh, until you get to the handle, and the handle is made out of like this scroll work silver. Also, on Galandra here, you are going to find a uh, thousand gold pieces. <laughs> um, you are going to find 20 fire arrows.
6: Do they say like fire arrows on them? Uh, yeah, you know no they're they're fire arrows.
5: It's a brand. <laughs> Patent pending.
1: Uh, you are going to find one vial with uh, some sort of liquid in it. And she is also uh, wearing a fine, like, greenish-gray cloak with this uh, silver embroidery on it. Uh, so that's what you find on Galandra.
2: Nice score. Sweet. Now, are you going to share any of the... <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, a prob- I mean like I don't think I can Wear a chain shirt Um, I don't think I can we- wear any kind of I Like I have to wear leather I think So that's definitely going to someone else Oh
2: um, no 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 it does go to Either you or Alexander because Elven chain counts as One armor category Lighter so even oh. though You're not proficient in it Technically you're proficient in light armor which means You're proficient in the elven chain
3: Oh, excellent! So I, I might I might hold on to that. Uh, we'll have to figure out exact like if it does, because right now I'm wearing the leather armor plus one. So if it's better than that, that I might hold on to it. Otherwise, I will ha- pass it on to uh, Alexander. Okay. But I think Alexander has something better than me uh, anyway. Um, the bow is probably going to someone else. The fire arrows are probably going to someone else. Uh, the vial with liquid in it, I'm probably keeping. Um, uh. And the cloak—we have to figure out what it does, but that's probably going to someone else because I don't think I'm giving up my uh, my cloak of the bat.
5: Uh, Sorry um, to meta, but can't Juliet like detect magic? Those
6: atoms. Tell you what I had. Yes, pile up the corpses. She can cast detect magic, and it's then idea. we take everything that's magic or fancy.
3: Oh, um, were you were you seeing if there was anything else from the other guys that I was searching, or do I need to do another investigation check?
1: Uh, first give me a like an investigation check on that uh, chain
3: 22
1: you haven't seen this personally yourself but you you've heard about it uh, you would know that this chain is mithril, and it's so light and tightly woven that it kind of works like a shirt and uh, you're pretty sure that anybody could wear it
3: outstanding um I'm gonna I'm gonna shout over to Juliet hey Juliet do you, do you does this look like it's magic-y or something? I can't tell if it is.
2: Um, I suppose I can check. Uh, Juliet is going to cast Detect Magic as a ritual. Uh, actually, can I cast that as ritual? Shoot.
6: If you can't, then it becomes a much more limited spell.
2: Oh, yeah, I can, I can cast it as ritual. Okay, and then Juliet is going to detect magic on this stuff. Okay, it doesn't so, tell me what it is, but it'll let us know what is magical and what is not. I assume everything that you've, you've like specifically outlined is magical or exceptional in some way.
1: Yeah.
3: So. You mean like it being a mithril shirt, which is awesome.
1: <laughs> so the mithril shirt is definitely magical. The cloak is magical. The oath bow is definitely magical. Um, other than the boots of. Fadell, this bow is um, probably the second, like, brightest glowing thing in this room. The arrows are magical. Um, The potion's magical. Um, You are also, as you're looking around this room, you are going to see something um, glowing magically from the wizard um, that you killed. Um, And you're Mm -hmm. all also going to see something glowing magically um, from another one of these uh, high
6: elf warriors
3: Uh, I'll check out the warrior if, uh, well unless someone else wants to do the investigating
6: I'm busy, slowly painfully, awkwardly not at all well, dragging Galandra's body over to the uh, altar area
4: I'll start shaking down the, the mage body that was glowing
5: Vic cares not for primal elven weapons. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, you
1: said
3: the vial was magical?
1: Yes, the vial's magical. So you uh, go and check out the One Warrior. Um, everything you're, you're looking around, if you don't have the Detect Magic spell up, uh, you're not going to know what's magical. But uh, this warrior appears to have a, a long sword, a you know, fairly nice cloak, some good looking boots, you know, some nice leather armor. Who was uh, checking out the, the wizard?
4: I was. I rolled a Nate.
1: You are, you know, finding, you know, some, some robes and, you know, um, a cloak. Um, also uh, appears to be like a. Uh, a satchel on their side, and a wand in his hand.
4: I will snatch up the wand and cast Identify.
1: Okay. Uh, you cast Identify, and this is the Wand of the War Mage. I don't
6: know what that is.
1: <laughs> uh, it basically allows you to. Your spell attack bonus is one higher than your base. So, if your spell DC or attack bonus is a 16, this would make it a 17.
4: I will shove that into the bag of holding.
1: Okay. Uh, Also, if you're searching, the the satchel um, that this wizard is carrying has several spell components and a scroll case.
4: Shove it all in.
2: Okay. (laughs) What if the scroll case is empty?
6: What if the scroll case has a magical hole inside of it? You could all die. <laughs> or what if it's trapped?
2: Hmm.
4: This is fun. We'll figure. <laughs> we'll we'll compile everything then. Uh,
1: also um, looking I, around, uh, Juliet, you would know that that uh, long sword that that elven fighter uh, was carrying is magical.
2: Sorry, right, Juliet. Um, will point out any of the magic items.
3: Talia does want to go around to the people who aren't being searched and just kind of dig around in their pockets for loose change
4: okay Uh, give me an investigation (laughs) check a malicious tiny Tim
3: Aw, seven
1: Uh, you dig around and you find some pocket lint and some loose change on some of these uh, elves maybe a total of 150 gold pieces damn that ain't pocket change
6: it is for us we built a temple (laughs)
3: Yeah, uh, you guys might not know this but right now Talia has like 4,000 gold <laughs>
6: Whoa
4: <laughs> Somebody's rolling
3: uh, well, That's close so... to
4: 100 pounds of gold
3: It is <laughs> It is
4: <laughs> I looked up the uh, the weight in like the space that uh, gold took up since we found what was it, like 1,000 gold?
6: We uh, had, like, 7,000 gold from our heist. We are... Yeah, it's about a pound
4: work. per 50 gold pieces.
6: Need to change
1: some of that for platinum. <laughs> or build more right? temples.
3: Uh, So, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I got... Because we each got... What, what was it? We each got, like, 5,000 gold from the...
5: Not each. <laughs>
3: Sorry, uh, my dog decided I. to bark. Yeah, I'm Talia and and Aluna Speech got like five thousand gold from the from the heist a long time ago, and Talia has tried her best to spend a, a bunch of that money, and she she still has a bunch.
6: <laughs> Take up philanthropy, I'm telling you.
3: Um, no.
6: Ice cream's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> you can always
5: get into essentials.
1: Go go back and find all your street urchin friends from back in the day that you knew, and like try to sell them like uh, essential oils and crystals.
3: Right? Yeah. What a you
5: can work from home.
3: Maybe maybe Amway. Get them all into Amway.
1: All right. So we'll we'll say that you've uh, grabbed everything out of this room that appears to be magical and um, money wise that you can find.
4: I would like to identify everything magical that Juliet points out.
1: Okay. Um, are I casting that as a ritual?
4: No, I'm just going to expend my spell slots.
2: It's a lot of spell slots. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, well, we, we have the fountain on.
6: right upstairs. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to walk upstairs and back downstairs. All right. He should
5: have said that. No, Kevin is going to mess you up. The fountain is gone. That's How it. many are there?
3: Well, I personally am holding five magical items that I've picked up.
6: I rolled a two to drag Galandra over to the steps down there. Well the remember,
3: bottom. she's she's probably about twenty or thirty pounds lighter without her feet.
6: That's true, yeah. Oh For, and also yeah. you've taken most of her armor off.
3: Uh, <laughs> <That's>, well mm.
6: <laughs> that is Good true. Point?
3: I have she is basically naked at this point from the waist up.
6: Naked and I... footless.
3: <laughs> right.
6: That's a good
5: movie name. Like a dancing movie. Like an urban <laughs> one. Like a romance, you know? <laughs> Gone with the feet. Oh my goodness.
1: Okay, so uh, you start ad- identifying these things. Uh, we'll start with this uh, mithril chain shirt. Um, it is a plus two mithril chain.
5: That's insane.
1: The cloak. Is a um, the the green cloak with the uh, silver embroidery. It is a cloak of protection plus one.
6: Okay. The bow here. You writing these down in the inventory? Anyone?
3: I am. I because okay. the because uh, I picked them up. I put them in my inventory, and we'll just pass them out as necessary. But I'm keeping the mail shirt. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: <laughs> um, the bow. Um, you identify it. And this is a oath bow.
5: What is an oath bow? But right? When Sorry.
1: you knock yeah. an arrow on this bow and whisper an elvish swift defeat to my enemies. When you use this weapon to make a ranged attack, you can as a command phrase say swift death to you who have wronged me and the target of your attack becomes your sworn enemy until it dies or until dawn seven days later. You can only have one sworn enemy at a time, and when your sworn enemy dies, you can choose a new one after the next dawn. When you make a ranged
5: like a hunter sworn enemy,
1: um, sort of, but it lasts longer, uh, and you mm-hmm. can't move. Okay. Um yeah. So after they die, you can choose a new one the next day. But when you make a ranged attack with this weapon on your sworn enemy, you have advantage on the roll. In addition, if your target gains no benefit from cover other than total cover, uh, and you suffer no disadvantage due to long range, if the attack hits, your sworn enemy takes an extra three d six piercing damage. Damn. Uh, When you could use
5: that if nobody wants it.
1: Or while your sworn enemy still lives, you have disadvantage on attack rolls with all other weapons.
5: Oh, (laughs) that's interesting.
1: Mm. but I can uh, put that description in chat
3: yes please I was trying to type and then, <laughs> and, then it did it. and then I just put uh, uh, magical elf bow lots of info copy paste later
6: uh, <laughs> I just called it the command of swift death it's,
1: yeah. it uh, also <laughs> yeah. requires attunement
5: oh mm.
6: well, which means answer. you just like masturbate with it for an evening Nothing big. What? <laughs> just an hour.
3: <laughs> that is a lot of info. Um.
6: How, how else would you attune to a magic weapon? I just assumed. You gotta uh, get intimate with it.
1: <laughs> the next item... Intimate, yeah. The next item is that wand of the uh, war mage. Uh, it is made out of this uh, like almost black wood with uh, runes carved into it. And it's kind of like like this twisty spiral towards the end. That one gives you plus one on your spell attack and DC. The 20 fire arrows that you found um, do an additional 1d6 fire damage. The potion, you don't have to cast Identify on it. You can just taste it and you would know that. It is a potion of greater healing.
3: Is that the vial with the liquid in it?
1: Uh, correct. The scroll case inside you're going to find a scroll and you start looking at it um, through the identify spell you would know that this is a scroll of conjure fey
5: huh. those are useful
1: and then the long sword that you found is a plus two long sword uh, this also might be a good time to identify those items that you found back in the ruins. Sure thing. Oh, yeah.
5: Was that the uh, yeah. episode I couldn't make it? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, yeah, was yeah. A Willowisp was that was the Will O Wisp episode. It was the Will O Wisp episode. Oh her. I was there. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. There was a long sword and a tower shield that were there
1: that seemed untouched. Actually, it was a short sword and a tower shield.
2: Was it a short sword? All right.
1: Yeah. At least that's what I've got in my notes. I may have miss
2: said what it was. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's a short sword. <laughs> what does it do?
1: Uh, the, uh, the short sword is a fine still short sword with uh, like this like almost blood red leather wrapping around it uh, with a bronze hilt and you identify it. It is a short sword plus one flame tongue. And nice. the command word is... Uh, huh. You can use the command word uh, as a bonus action. It is Elven for burn. Hmm.
6: And I'm guessing that it does extra fire damage? For uh, 2d6 fire damage.
5: Is it the one-hander, by the way?
6: It's a short sword. Short sword.
5: Hmm. I could actually use that for a dex build. Not too metagame too much, but uh, yeah. Or, or Talia. Six, right? Or Talia. Actually, Talia could use that even better than me. Yeah.
3: That'd it um, more I see. <laughs> could she, uh, being a, a smaller child, would she be able to do it?
1: Yeah, you would be able to wield a short sword.
3: Question. Um, could she still offhand dagger?
1: Uh, As a bonus, yes.
3: Okay, well, yeah, that's what I mean, is like the, as a bonus role.
6: Could she still advantage. do a wield,
5: yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah,
6: it's a as
5: long, yeah, it's a finesse weapon. Also question, could I teach her how to say that in Elvish? In case our character doesn't know? Uh, absolutely. Okay, All Alright,
3: so, um, uh, I mean, just to parcel this out, I guess, uh, I'm gonna hold on to the mithril mail. I'm looking at the inventory, and Alexander definitely has, like, armor that is awesome. Um, so I'm gonna hold on to the mithril. And, um, probably, and that short sword would be awesome. I don't know who else wants to take anything else, but that's what I would like.
5: I don't need Um, anything
1: uh, we still got the tower shield. Uh, the tower shield, it is polished steel with an elven inscription that says, Ride the Lightning. With this tower shield, uh, you get no bonus to AC, but you can use a bonus action to hide behind it, granting half cover. It also has enchanted a resistance to lightning damage. Huh. Cool. So basically, is cool. you would say the, com- the, the command word... Uh, you would get resistance to lightning damage and also get a half-cover bonus um, from uh, ranged attacks if you hide behind it.
2: Gotcha.
6: But if you don't say it, then it functions
1: as a normal tower shield? Um, Well, the thing is, is it doesn't get an AC bonus because it's so heavy and so unwieldy that you don't actually get a bonus to AC, but you do get... um, basically portable cover with you wherever you go. Gotcha.
5: Because it's just <sighs> so heavy I that should... you can't really like, you know, attack with it. Can't I use it like um, like put it in front of me? Put a crossbow on top? And use it uh, as We'll a mount it on push. the cart
6: and use it as a... Uh... Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yes. That's a great idea.
3: Um, That mithril mail, does it give me a disadvantage on stealth? No. Excellent. Um, Alright, cool.
6: Uh, and I believe that's it. Can I get that Cloak of Protection? Bump up my AC a little bit more? Make me slightly less squishy?
5: Any chance you want to trade that uh, Cloak of Protection for a Cloak of Mentor?
6: Well, I already have the Ring of Water Breathing.
5: Oh, never mind. Yeah.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. And I have enough AC, I'm just asking on the way.
1: so that leaves the oath bow the tower shield the was anybody taking the long sword or the short sword
3: Uh, I'm gonna take the short sword
5: wait what's the long sword again Uh, it's a long sword plus two
6: two. Mm -hmm.
5: if I recall long sword is strength based yes
1: yes and it's Nothing a versatile it weapon that you can use either one- or two-handed.
5: Actually, hmm, I might...
1: So, as a like a one-handed, you would get 1d8, but you could use it with two hands and get 1d10.
5: Huh. And I can wield the shield if I use that. Yep. If you hmm. use it one-handed. Um, if nobody wants it, I'll take it just in case I can use... uh. Uh, sword plus shield, if you need uh, more tankiness and some counters. Sure. Do you that's have fine. a shield? Good. Okay. If I have a shield? No,
6: I don't, but I can always uh, okay. get one. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any random shields lying around with these archers? Probably not.
1: Uh, no, there's not. So that leaves the oathbow, the wand of the war mage, that's probably either going to be Juliet or Alexander.
2: Alexander, do you want it or can I take it?
4: Uh, you should be fine to take it. I don't have that many offensive spells that would benefit. Um, All right. Yeah, because I only the only like super damaging spell I have is lightning bolt, and other than that, most of my spells are utility, like invisibility, suggestion, healing.
6: All right. Uh, the oath bow. Uh,
2: I mean, I'll hold on to it. I think think the bow
6: should go to Alexander. Keep him.
2: Is it a Is long it? bow or a short
6: bow? Ooh. You look at it
1: and it kind of looks like in between. You would know from identifying it that it, once you attuned it, you could make it either a short bow or a long bow. Ooh. Okay. I don't
5: know if you can use uh, I guess Alexander.
4: I'll, I think I'll check later, but I'll just carry on to it now Okay. Uh, with the fire arrow.
6: So you're taking the No, other he mode. should not be melee.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Alexander's taking the Oath Bow and the Fire Arrows. Um, so I guess what's left is the Posture, Potion of Greater Healing and Scroll of
5: Conjure I'm not going to summon anything from the Fae. <laughs> I'll
3: uh, take the Scroll of Conjure
4: <laughs> Okay, I'll carry on to the Potion of Greater
6: Okay. okay. Alright, so uh, what are you doing now? Well, I'm still trying to drag... What's or nuts over to the steps where I've already written in her blood, nice boots and drawn fake boots on the steps.
1: Okay. We'll, we'll say after some effort, you can do that.
2: Yay. Yeah. So speaking of boots, we should take the boots that uh, she has and figure out what they do. Boots of Fidel, right?
6: Mm-hmm. We probably won't be allowed to keep them, so we shouldn't get too attached
3: he uh, Yep. Yeah,
6: hey, you know.
3: Can you copy and paste what that uh, short sword does? I'm trying to put it into my. Uh, I already a,
2: have it uh, plugged in.
1: It's a short sword short plus sword. one uh, that does two d six fire damage.
2: Oh, do I have it in the wrong place?
3: No, you have it in the wrong place. Oh, I was just trying it. to figure out how it works. Like, it does it do normal short uh, short sword things, but then I use burn to do the two d six fire damage. It's both.
6: And does it does oh, the burning god. last for a limited amount of time, or can not she just like leave it on? It's, she can leave it's it.
2: It's just on. 2d fire. What's that?
6: Uh,
1: You can leave it on, and it also casts dim light for 40 feet. That's helpful. Didn't they have the something
2: like so this in like an Aragon?
1: <laughs> and uh, just put the stats in there for the boots.
3: Awesome! Oh my god, I want them so bad. <laughs>
6: Plus three for ranged. Yes, you want that for the moment.
4: I guess we have to give Talia the boots.
6: Oh, yep. Yeah. I don't use
5: dexterity myself at all. I,
6: I mean, do, but I don't use ranged attacks.
3: And, and I throw my those. daggers.
6: <laughs> well, it's time to gear up
5: Talia to be a
6: killing machine.
3: <laughs> I mean, More I was already working on that, machine. but...
6: <laughs> Here we go. Don't know if you'd heard, but she did like stab a greater fire elemental to death in the face. Oh.
3: I I one shot it. it sounds like somebody
5: is giving fruit baskets to Kevin behind our bag.
6: (laughs) No, she just rolled a natural 20 and then another natural 20.
5: (laughs) And then another natural 20. 20. (laughs) So you wasted your entire life slack on free rolls. Okay.
2: (laughs) Um, so I think the plan is to go upstairs, drink from that, what should we call it, that um, fountain fountain, or basin or whatever you want to call it, to Pepper. heal up. And then how are we going to get across? Are we going back,
6: guys? I think we can just walk across. I think it's a one-way bullshit. I magically
5: forgot
2: what's there. Now, I'm not the
6: saying that you're wrong,
2: but oh. mm. Kevin um, just pulled off the map, so...
3: <laughs> so uh after uh Blake after this can you help me code the boots of fadil into like my ac and all that jazz? Uh, me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I
2: can help you. Yeah, my also, name is. Thank Blake. you. I
3: appreciate it. Mhm.
1: All right. So um are you guys going upstairs to drink from the uh, fountain? Yep. 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 Okay, so you drink from the fountain and you get all your spells and your hit points back. This is if you are refreshed from a long rest.
5: Okay, awesome. Just realized I didn't get hit, didn't fight. Wow, nice. <laughs> what am I? But you did use some spell slots. I did use spell slots.
3: Yeah, yeah I got know. back my. I, I used both of my second-level spell slots for Mirror Image.
4: I used all of my of spell slots for identify.
6: I used up almost all my chi points, beating the fuck out of a person who couldn't fight back.
4: <laughs> nice. Let's go do it. Let's uh let's long rest a little bit.
5: You want a long rest, even though we're
6: fully ready, just for the fuck of
5: it.
4: I didn't. I didn't realize there was enough for all of us. I thought it was. Yeah. nearing We it.
6: do need to attune it's a, it's a to fine, things, so but it. let's get out of the temple, work our way back to. Place where there aren't fairies. Okay.
5: If you capture a pixie on the way back from that village we saw, does mm-hmm. it revive us if we die? No, this is <laughs> not this it in a Legend in a of Zelda. <laughs> I mean, I can be hopeful.
1: All I feel right. Like you're so how
4: about about the skull.
1: So, are you making your way out of the temple? Yep. Yeah. All right. I'm who's going first?
2: On That first. It is not me.
1: I am biting the bullet. Alright, so you step out here onto this green square and you are going to take five points of fire damage.
6: Uh, Do I start dancing? Uh, You do not. Okay, so no dancing, just fire damage.
3: I'm going to step onto a white square.
2: Wait, no, don't do it. I have have something. Okay, uh, I take... will...
3: Oh, you already Blay stepped. That? You're okay, all already...
1: step. So you take five points of cold damage.
3: Okay.
2: Okay, Alexander, Vic, which one of you wants to not take damage? Me? Yeah, I'll manage. Alright. Um, Juliet is going to, as a ritual, cast Tensors Floating Disc, which lets me hold. He can, uh... Alexander can sit on top of the disc as Juliet moves across and the disc will follow. That will keep him above the ground. Okay. And then Juliet will step onto a green square.
1: Okay. You are going to take four points of fire damage, reduced to half.
2: Alright.
3: Um. So I'm going to step onto this green square and see what happens.
1: You're going to take one point of fire damage.
3: Ah, oh, son of a biscuit eating bulldog, we're gonna have to Oh man. I think All I'd right, rather I'm go going out.
6: to step from a green square to a green square. Or maybe oh. can I hop? Can I jump really far? I'm
5: gonna go to the fountain. Gonna fill my mouth with water, <laughs> <and> Spring across, <laughs> and as I finish sprinting across, swallow it. Um, before, <laughs> so before
1: you do that, Lino is going to take four points of fire damage, and then mm. um, Vic, as you go over to the fountain to take a drink, give me a give me a perception check.
5: Okay, hold on. That's a solid, beautiful eight.
1: <laughs> um. So yeah, you just go over there and you get some some water and. Uh, what are you doing now?
5: Buffer fish. Just keep it in my mouth and just sprint across. Drink it in as I get across. Okay.
1: Which are you going to dash? Yeah. Okay, so that makes your movement, what, 60 feet? Yep. Okay, so go ahead and run. Thank you, Talia. All right, is Here that in your turn?
5: Um, yep.
1: Yeah. You are going to
6: take six points of fire damage. Oh. <laughs> Alright, if that's the way it works I'm just going to dash the rest of the way across and do it all in one turn because that's my move Okay, you're going to take five points of fire damage
1: Okay um, Alexander, Juliet, Talia Well, Talia, what are you doing?
3: Um, so I'm going to dash across I think I end there. I thought I ended here though. But I guess not. I guess I guess it is here. I'm going to end there.
1: We'll just say for the sake of this that you make it all the way across and you're going to take 6 points of uh, fire damage.
3: Man, that's 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 not fair. We should just dance. Like that was significantly less painful. Says you. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, I did really well at it. So there is
1: that. Do you want to step back out onto the floor?
3: No. No, I don't. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> nope. Not even a little bit.
1: Alright. Uh, Alexander. I'm chilling on the floating
2: disc. Okay. Uh, Juliet. Juliet is going to dash 60 feet forward and continue on the chessboard. Alright. So we'll say
1: that you can make it two rounds just for the sake of the expediency sure. here. Uh, you're Ending this one on a green one. Yep. So that's three points of fire damage. All right. And then uh, another three points uh, for to get you off the board. Sounds good. All right. So uh, I just rolled a perception for uh, Nifron. And uh, he's going to walk over here to this wall where one of these inlays were. There was a, one of a snowflake and one of a, a flame. And he's going to push the flame one in, and then walk out here and step on one of these green tiles that he knows has been causing fire damage, and nothing happens. Son of a... Yep.
5: Well, I'm just going to swallow the water. Does it heal me, by the way? Uh, It does. going to waltz
1: all the way, feeling stupid. So after he steps on that, he's going to say, step on the green
6: squares, the safe.
3: Well, Alexander's over now because he followed Juliet on the floating disc.
6: I think Juliet should turn off the floating disc while he's (laughs) still above (laughs) one of the green squares.
5: I'm going to take one damage because I said I'm going to do that before I heard what I said and I'm going to look more stupid now.
1: (laughs) Uh, You would be able to run off the board on these green squares and not take any damage. Okay. Alright, so at this point, this would move you guys back out onto the Fae Temple.
6: Alright. Time to get out of these stupid woods, away from these stupid fairies, and back to the real world, where people aren't fairies. does totally hates fairies now.
1: Alright, so you made your way out of the temple and now you are out into the, the ground surrounding
5: the shrine? Um, did we, by any chance, at a previous session, um, examine that water next to us?
6: I think we ignored it. You did.
5: I'm going to go ahead and examine that pond. I've
6: heard magical stories of uh, fae water before. Okay. If you get attacked by a nymph, I'm not going to not laugh. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'll kill it. That's fine. Should I roll something or... Um, what, are
1: you, what are you doing when you go up to the pond?
5: I'm examining the bottom of it and the area next to it, especially the shore.
1: Okay, uh, are you just looking?
5: I'm touching the bottom of it in the water a bit. Oh, so you're getting into the water? Just my hand, front of yeah, my hand.
1: Just your hand, okay. As your your hand breaches the water here it creates like this little ripple and you you touch down and you you touch the body uh the bottom of it and it feels kind of like um like mossy like uh like some grass underneath here um that's been waterlogged and it's kind of rotting and uh you pull your hand back out you're like oh well there's doesn't really feel like there's anything in this pond and then you are going to see like a, a ripple and then another ripple and I'm gonna another hide. ripple from the center of this pond. And then this rope-like thing comes whisking out of the water and I need you to make a dexterity check. Oh, that's my bad stat. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful nine. All right, so <laughs> this, uh, this rope uh, wraps around your leg, and it starts pulling you in, and then this other one may give me another dexterity check. We notice any of this, or do we just assume it's oh, That's fine? a beautiful. Oh, wow! Okay, so you're able to avoid this one, but it's still got this uh, this rope that's uh, around like your left leg that is now pulling you in. Uh, give me a strength check. Setting. Oh, <laughs> so this this rope suddenly jerks you and you fall off of your feet and it starts dragging you into the water. Hmm.
3: Do we see this happening? Uh,
6: Does she are- call for help, perhaps?
5: I'm gonna pull up my hoodie and I'm gonna go in the water.
1: Okay. Uh Everybody give me a perception check. I might notice.
3: I see nothing.
1: Nineteen. Uh Luno and Alexander, you're gonna hear some splashing, but you're up here towards the temple and you know the lighting's not so great here, but then you see like it's it's like weird. It's like apparently Vic has put on the the her hood and is on her back and moving into this pond and the the movement looks really weird to you. And then uh, you're going to see her pulled into the pond and under the water. And I think that's probably a pretty good place to end the episode.
5: Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm curious what's in there, though. That's not fair. Oh, my God.
1: I, I set up an encounter for this, and I was like, there's there's no way they're going to go investigate this thing, because they're no, just going to straight it. to the it temple. It way
4: <laughs> too obvious. To they're going to move
1: straight to the temple. This encounter won't even happen. And then the guys got to go it, fuck man. with
5: it. I knew it. Like The second I saw that barn it was too strategically placed not to have something in it.
4: Yeah,
5: vindication after you know, three episodes. And I was like, I bet <laughs> Kevin has something here. It's either a cool item or a messed up encounter, and I don't want to make him lose it. You know. Uh,
1: You're getting ready to fight one of my favorite creatures.
5: Oh, uh, I'm gonna have
6: to uh,
1: talk thing from outside
6: see a the door into the mines of Moria, where they had to solve a riddle, speak friend, and enter. And then one of the hobbits threw a rock into the pond, and suddenly they were fighting the shibboleth. Or the cracking.
5: It. <laughs> by the way, uh, that, we got the. Uh, oh, excuse me. Grab me. What was it made of? What did I see?
1: Uh, as far as you could tell, it was. It kind of looked like this, like rope, but like more organic and viney.
5: Oh, hentai. Okay.
6: <laughs> yeah, you're about to get two, tentacle fucked. Way. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> um, uh, the, that was Vic.
1: Vic took that. Well, alrighty, folks. Uh, I am glad everybody was able to play today, and hope you had fun. And I hope everybody out there watching uh, enjoyed. Uh, we will see you here back next week on the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. Uh, so until then, see ya.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Bye, Bye everyone. Nice
5: Yep.
1: <laughs> we need a we need a sign out or something. Get somebody get on that.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh man, barely finishing it. You can play um, my delicious. ruin
6: axis song. Ah. Oh. Axis <laughs> is the very best dragon.
5: That was a fun session, honestly. A lot of yep. fun. Finished early a bit than usual.
3: That was fun. I enjoyed it.
1: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons & Debacles podcast. If I could ask a half halfling size favor, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor.
0: Our annoying adventurer is stealing your treasure and slaying ye hard on magical beasties. An expertly crafted dungeon may just be what ye need. Hell, I'm Brog Stoneshield Jr. of Stoneshield and Sons Dungeon Contractors. When me pal started this business, he had but one philosophy. Help people protect what they worked so hard to get. We have free in-tower consultations to design a lair just for ye needs. Our expert Robin Stonesmith will help ye build a dungeon of your dreams, and we can work with any budget. Spike traps? We got em. Flame pillars? No problem. Bottomless pits? Yeah. We're the best in the business. Do you already have a dungeon and want to upgrade? We can help make it even more secure. With a combined 600 years of experience, there's no dungeon too big or too small. We do them all. Just contact Stone Shield and Sons Dungeon Contractors for all your dungeon needs.
6: Makes sense. <laughs> also, I might want to turn on sticky keys sometime. I don't know. What? what? <laughs> Give me one reason. I will never want to turn on sticky keys. <laughs> I'm not sure what they are, but I know I don't want them. Sounds so
5: bad. Sticky keys. <laughs> Sounds like
1: uh, if you're letting a kid play Minecraft on your computer, what's left?
5: Oh, ew. God. That's too relatable, man. That's too relatable. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Able. Oh yeah, I almost got uh pulled into a multi-level marketing thing. That was whack. That was not a uh, not the best thing. Like, I'm like, "Hey, so what would I be doing if I like did this?" She's like, "Well, you don't really have any actual responsibilities. You just kind of like buy into it and then uh yeah."
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, That's <laughs> like starting a cold quest, honestly. Like a story, yeah, She was honest, cult. right?
4: I didn't even have to ask. I just—they uh, were explaining how all the money works, and I like just drew, just drew a little doodle on my paper, and then I uh, drew a big triangle around it. I'm like,
5: hmm, <laughs> how <laughs>
4: curious. Hmm. <laughs> so it's gonna uh, be man. about two thousand in startup costs. Yeah. D&D.
5: Yep. Exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah.
5: Oh man, this is uh, yeah. Sorry, Sorry for we... uh, derailing, Kevin.
3: Oh yeah, no, I was uh I was looking up the, the Elvish word for burn, because that seemed like something that would be pretty easy to well, say. Well, they're
6: really southern, so it's just fur.
3: Well, there's like five or six different types of Tolkien Elvish.
6: Yeah, but our elves is southern.
3: Uh so, they, so they middle primitive like elvish would work?
6: Burn dang. Nabbit.
3: <laughs> uh thus is the Middle primitive Elvish. Hey, you dropping deuce.
1: There you go. You dropping right. a deuce. It's a conflagration. But
3: there's also <laughs> Usta or Dosta or Puru.
1: I like Peru just because it's got poo Puru. It.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's either that that or it's it's Peru, P U R U, or Awa. Awe. Awa. W A no That's from now really on
6: uh, whenever you want to burn you gotta say owie <laughs> get ready for anyway,
2: okay.
1: the music you heard on this episode was rights in shadowlands 5 Antichamber by kevin mcleod and incompetech.com Licensed under creative commons by attribution 3.0 license creativecommonsorg org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0